Anna Aiken is the creator of Daring to Believe, a platform for women to share their stories with an emphasis on embracing authenticity and avoiding perfection. The goal is to give women permission to be themselves, raw and true to life while reflecting the redemption that is in every story and celebrating how God makes us whole. This includes women of all ethnicities, shapes, and histories. Thank you for joining Daring to Believe. I'm your host, Anna Aiken, and I am so excited to have a new friend of mine, Maury Tate. Good morning, Maury. Good How morning. are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. Had my uh, pumpkin spice latte this morning, so I'm not doing oh, That well. sounds amazing. <laughs> I love this time of year. I know. Fall is great. Or, well, I guess we're not in fall yet, but it's <laughs> yeah. starting to feel like fall, right? <laughs> um, so, Maury... For those uh, Daring to Believe family that does not know you yet, can you share a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes, of course. So my name is Mari. Um, I'm married to Sean Tate. We are, um, we've been married for four years. Uh, So we have three children. We have a three-year-old Jalen, a two-year-old Hazelyn, and then a one-year-old Quinn. So we're really busy. Our marriage has been very busy, um, but we're enjoying it. Um, They're amazing children. Um, I am a Christian. Um, I was born on the back of the pew, so to speak. My father is a pastor back home Mm -hmm. in Erie, so born and raised Christian. I um, also am a therapist. I work at a private practice. I see primarily children and families. I see some adults as well. Um, but I, I love what I do. I love uh, helping people to overcome their mental and emotional health barriers so that they can become the best versions of themselves. Wow, that's amazing. So you have three, two, and one, and you speak to other families. I, like I jokingly said to you um, earlier, where were you <laughs> when I had five little ones? Yeah. That is yeah, cool. they weren't planned. So we, my husband and I joke around and say God wanted them here. And uh, a part of me believes that because I have, I feel like God definitely has graced me for um, for becoming a parent of three quickly. Um, so I'm thankful for that, humbled by it. And I, you know, I'm just trying to offer what I'm learning along the way to other people. That's so good. So, Maury, I'm so excited about what you feel God is sharing with you to impart into our listeners. So let's hear, uh, what is God sharing with you today? Yeah, so today I'm going to be speaking on actually embracing motherhood with purpose. So uh, when I became a mother back in 2016, I, uh, you know, I quickly recognized how challenging it can be to make that transition from being a an independent woman to now a mother responsible for another life. Um, so initially, it was I experienced um, a lot of overwhelming emotions, um, and then also have um, it was a traumatic experience that happened as well that pushed me to be purposeful in my motherhood journey. Mm-hmm. And so how are you balancing? Because I know that you just said you're a therapist. So three kids and juggling motherhood and, and uh, you know, working. How do you do that? Like- <laughs> um, so, so I don't. Well, one, first and foremost, 
um, I definitely have to keep myself centered and grounded um, using the Holy Spirit as my guide. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is that my husband and I, we really focus our marriage on being a team. So without him, um, this what I'm doing wouldn't be possible. Um, I'm very thankful and grateful for who he is, but also for who we are together. And then because of that, we are able to balance um, the, the demands, the daily demands. We're also able to balance the needs of our children. And then at the end of the day, we, we definitely focus on enjoying each other, um, enjoying our kids. So we don't mind, you know, getting silly with them, dancing with them, playing with them. That keeps us young in a sense, but it also keeps me focused on why I'm doing what I do on a daily basis. I love it. I love it. And so you said that uh, 2016, emerging as a mother, <laughs> uh, understanding all that. So uh, walk us through that a little bit. Uh, you know, what would you share to people or to women right now that might be where you were in 2016? Yeah. So, um, so like I said, I, um, I had my son in September um, of 2016 and the pregnancy um, and even the delivery all were normal and fine. We didn't have any complications. Um, and it was about a week later once we had got home and got over that first initial hump, which is like the couple of days that feel like eternity as a new, as new parents. Um, you know, we started to feel kind of settled. And I just remember um, sitting around we were in the living room and I looked down at my feet and they were really swollen. So I was like, what is going on here? And I showed my husband, I was like, well, this is normal. Um, they say that this could happen. And then maybe a couple hour, hours later, I began to have experience a migraine, which I never get migraines. So um, as the night or evening progressed, my migraine, it got worse. And I could barely keep my eyes open. So my husband, he was like, Mari, just let me take the baby. Um, you go and lay down and rest um, and try to, you know, sleep your migraine away. So I did that. So he was on baby duty for the night. And when I woke mm -hmm. up, um, my migraine felt a little better. But then um, I had to go and relieve him of the nighttime shift. So I grabbed the baby and he went upstairs to go and lay down to sleep. And then I remember changing my baby's diaper and uh, I started to see spots. And I was like, it seems like my vision is leaving. So um, I finished changing the diaper and I stood up. And then as I looked around, I started to see more spots. So my vision started progressively leaving me. So at that point, I panicked and I called my husband downstairs and I said, we need to go to the hospital right now. I'm going blind. And he's like, Mari, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm going blind. I can't see. So him and his Sean fashion said, well, Mari, can you just sleep it off and we can go to the hospital later? And I said, no, <laughs> we have to go to the hospital now. <laughs> so we packed the baby up, um, got in the car. And I remember at that moment, I... I felt, I sincerely felt that I was never going to see my baby ever again, mm -hmm. like visibly be able to see my baby ever again. And I also didn't know what was happening to me. So we had about a 10 minute ride to the hospital. And then as soon as we pulled up to the hospital, I just, the last thing I remember is my body just shutting down. So long story short, I had eclampsia, um, 
and I didn't know it. I didn't have any signs before that sixth or seventh day I was home from the hospital. Um, so that's when your blood pressure is skyrocketing. And at that point, my body started shutting down. Um, I had a seizure in the back of the car. So my husband had to run inside and, you know, get everyone's attentions and get some, get me some help. So they were able to stabilize me. And thankfully to God, um, there were no long-term damages or effects. I was, I was okay. Like I, there were no issues, um, which is surprising and amazing at the same time. So it was at that point um, that once I got home, we got home again, returned home and got settled. And I started to experience a lot of anxiety because I realized, I just felt like life is was so fragile. And then I'm looking at this new baby and I'm like, you're so small. And I feel like I, I don't have any control over your life. Um, and that was really, that was, that was hard for me. It was hard to, to accept that. Um, mm -hmm. but then that's when I, you know, do what I know to do best. I sought God about it. Um, and I took that care to, or that worry to him and, um, the Holy Spirit did, it began to minister to me and he reminded me that my life isn't my own. And neither is my child. It's like we all belong to God. So with knowing that, and I began to embrace that, I then transitioned from living in fear to living in faith um, with being a mother. So, um, so yeah, that's that was like the initial start, I'd say, on where I started to recognize that this becoming a mom can be a lot of things and it can be a lot of scary things, but it can also be a lot of beautiful things in a, you can also embrace it with purpose. So you can have purpose in your motherhood journey. Yeah. Can I just stop you right there? Like, wow, that is just so heartbreaking. Like I could see you even looking at your feet and then you're probably talking to yourself like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. You know, just try and dismiss mm -hmm. it. And I have a Sean, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a male thing where they're just like, yeah, you're okay. Let's just wait it out. Um, thankful that you uh, pushed, you know, and said, no, let's, let's go. Cause wow. I don't even want to imagine where that would have gone. Um, so walk me through this, Maury, because I, I can completely feel your fear. I can feel Sean's fear, mm -hmm. you know, the possibility of losing his wife when you're celebrating the birth of your son, your firstborn. Um, how long did it take? Because understandably so that you would have anxiety. How long did that take for you just to kind of get settled in your spirit? Um uh, you know, that, that God is in control? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say probably about four or five months, um, postpartum. Mm -hmm. So there are some, uh, you know, natural biological factors that also play into that as well with the hormones and, you know, your body is mm -hmm. starting to balance those out again. So that can bring on, um, anxiety as well. So I'm sure that played a part into it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would say it, it took me, it took me a little while, it took about four to five months. And um, <laughs> I'm thankful to my husband as well for during that time, because it was, I mean, every little thing, if he sat 
the car seat on the couch the wrong way. Like I remember one story, like we were getting ready to go somewhere and he just sat the car seat on the couch and I like freaked out a little bit because I was just so like anxious and worried and I can recognize it. it was just that it was hard for me to control it. So um, once I started notice- noticing a habit of doing that and mm-hmm. I can notice that I was starting to weigh on my husband, um, that's when I knew I needed to make changes and do something different. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's when I, I started to seek God, like, well, God, you, you made me a mother. You gave me this child. I need some answers. I need some help here. And, um, that's when that deeper revelation came and I still apply it even to this day. And I don't think I will ever leave this per or yeah, this belief is that God has given us the blueprint to parenting because he is the perfect father himself. So once I recognized that, I was like, wow, like that freed me because I don't have to try to figure this out on my own. I can turn to the perfect heavenly father and look into the word and get the answers that I need. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been super helpful and powerful for me in this journey. Well, the reason why I ask is because uh, a lot of times as, you know, new mothers, we tend to compare. Mm-hmm. That's just what mm-hmm. women tend to do. And we think, okay, I have to bounce back up uh, start cooking, cleaning, yeah. being, you know, all dressed up like you were prior to having kids. And it's like giving yourself yes. permission, you know, understanding, like you just said, I love how you said it. You're, you're going through some hormones. I mean, there, <laughs> <laughs> you had to carry this baby, you know, that is in your womb. I mean, so there's just so many things happening there in itself. And I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves as women to be super mm-hmm. women, um, to be everything for our children, for our husbands, um, and to the point where we will neglect ourselves. So I thank you that you said, you know, hey, it was four to five months. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to whoever is listening to this, give them permission, like, you are not yeah. alone. You know, you don't, you don't have to have it all together and be, you know, fitting into your, you know, I don't know, genes prior to being pregnant. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, too, too much high expectations on ourselves. So, uh, so good. Was there, uh, I love how you said a blueprint, mm-hmm. you know, that, that Jesus gave us a blueprint. Was there a specific uh, scripture verse that really helped you and Sean during this time or, or um, a, a chapter in the Bible that you kept going back mm-hmm. to? So um, one scripture that I keep on my heart and mind, it's um, in Acts 17. So it's in him that we live, we move, and we have our being. And, and then it also mm-hmm. says where we are his offspring. So that's what guides me and it reminds me and it grounds me um, that our life is, like I said before, it's not our own. And really, we're only here temporarily. We have an eternal home that we're looking towards. So if we mm-hmm. keep focus and keep perception, this is what I um, I tell my clients all the time. Your perception is your reality. So whatever you're thinking mm-hmm. and whatever you're being mindful of, that's what your reality will be. So basically, mm-hmm. it that scripture reminds me to be kingdom minded 
in this motherhood um, journey. So, um, so yeah, I, I choose to be very intentional about finding God in every moment. Um, well, as many moments as I can, um, and to continue to push for that purpose that I feel God has bestowed on me as a mother. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. So you're walking a lot of, um, different families and women, like you said, you had clients, um, through a lot of this. What do you feel? I might be going off a little bit of what (laughs) the Holy Spirit is, is telling you to share, but what do you feel is the common theme when, when you talk to women today? Like, What are their struggles that you see? Uh, so one of the biggest struggles is um, they, they struggle with knowing how to meet their child's needs. And mm-hmm. whenever we, whenever we lack the tools to know what to do next, that's when we start to feel overwhelmed. So it's not the fact that we don't know what to do. It's just that we don't know what to do next. And that's Mm -hmm. where the disconnect is. Um, And for me, I often end up guiding women to realize that you have the tools that you need. It's just you discovering them. Um, But then also another part of that as well, what I see is that women or parents in general we attempt to parent our inner child. So whether there's, I mean, there can be pros and cons to that, but we miss the target. So if we're coming from our experiences um, as a child and things that we appreciated and gained as children, and then also think about those things that we felt we missed out on. And then we're like, oh, I'm going to make sure that my child has X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to make sure that I never do this, this, and that. We're missing Mm -hmm. our present child, our child that is in front of us, who is their own person, and they have their own needs. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, even that, that's a lot to unfold there. But that's what I Mm -hmm. typically see the theme is, is that people just feel at a loss of what do I do next? How do I do this? My child is like, I'm giving them all the love and care and everything that they need, but I'm still seeing X, Y, and Z, like difficult behaviors or concerning behaviors. So. Mm. That's really good. I 100% agree <laughs> with you that we teach or raise from our inner child because Wow. Um, yeah, you, you weren't even born when I was born, right? So <laughs> so I have to wholeheartedly agree with you, being a mom of five, that there was uh, some things that I felt that I missed out mm-hmm. on as a child that I was bound and determined to impart on my children as I was raising them. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That is a lot to impact. Yeah. Like, that it's like mind blowing. No, it is mind blowing. And, um, and that's the thing It's like, once you, but once you grasp that and you recognize that, and then you really start to hone in on well, who is my child and how do they need me to love them? So even talking about the love languages, like, you know, in what ways do I need to show them that I love them, that I'm here for them, that I understand them in the way that they can connect with it. So it's not coming from us, it's coming from their perspective, which 
that is like the overarching theme of motherhood, I think, is just being selfless, learning how to be selfless. It's 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 a big it's a big thing. My heart. Um, what would you say to a new mom that's coming to you? What are some, uh, you know, what what would be some steps? Yes. So what I would say to that new mom is to do um, some deep self-assessment and self-reflection and to figure out what that area um, of need or that void that they may have on the inside of them, um, what that is. Mm-hmm. is oftentimes that's where our weakness is as well. Mm-hmm. And if we're not addressing that, then we oftentimes aren't able to provide and be who we need to be to those around us. So uh, for example, um, I know for myself, when I had to learn this, when I would, if I'm in a rush and I, you know, I have three kids, so we're oftentimes rushing. So I'm like, come on guys, we have to go. We have to do this. We have to do that. I had to, I had to learn like, Mari, you have to take a step back. They're children. And all they know is that they are looking to you to tell them what to do and how to do, but they don't understand the the rushy the the rush of it. So mm-hmm. once I was able to master that and I take a step back, I'm like, okay, so Mari, that's something that you need to work on. You need to be more patient and maybe be more proactive about uh, your scheduling and things like that, and to not um, deflect that onto them. So once I was able to make that necessary change, then it, it allowed our times when we're trying to transition and go places to go much smoother because I recognized what my limitation was. So that's mm-hmm. key is one, recognize what your voids are, recognize what your needs are. And then if you need additional help, services, support, seek that. So if you're not whole within yourself, um, then it's going to be really hard for you to deliver to your children what they need as well. So I just think, Maury, this is just so rich what you're saying right now, because this isn't only for motherhood. I I just heard everything that you were just saying. And it's like, you know, really a lot of self-reflection. It's good for anyone that's in a relationship Mm -hmm. um, because we tend to bleed on others. You know, if there's some, some need, there's some void and we think, um, other people are supposed to fill it. And so we react to them um, or maybe not even in a relationship, just it could be with people that we interact mm-hmm. with. So what you're saying is just gold mm-hmm. right now for anyone. Um, a lot of self-reflection, stepping back. It's like, are your expectations um, a little bit too high for the people around mm-hmm. you? Like you just said, these are young kids. They're looking to you. And so they don't understand like the urgency. Mm-hmm. All they understand is mommy's telling me to hurry up and find my shoes. <laughs> you know, hey, I, I have been there, continue to be there, you know, no matter how much we make them plan, organize, it's still, it's like chaos, it's chaos sometimes. Yeah. And that's where um, for me, uh, and that's, so I, when people ask me like, Mari, how do you do it? How do you do it with three young children? 
that's basically mm-hmm. the same age sometimes I feel like. So I mm-hmm. like in the moments, for example, when they're maybe all three of them are crying at the same time. And I thank God this doesn't happen often, but it does happen. I literally can feel this inner peace inside of me. And I focus on that and I ground myself and I focus on that inner peace and I meet them where they are. So I think about them, you know, maybe they haven't seen me all day. Maybe they didn't get a nap that day. Maybe um, they just simply want to spend more time with mom and dad and they're constantly being told what to do and they want to do what they want to do at times. So once I'm able to meet them where they are and to then approach the situation and knowing that, that also helps me to be very tactful and effective in what I do, what I say, um, and how I manage those like chaotic moments. Mm -hmm. Wow. I really wish that you were around (laughs) (laughs) when I had little ones. Um, I I love that. Meet them where they're at, you know, really take assessment um, of, you know, what's truly going on with them. It's not that they're being, you know, quote unquote Mm -hmm. bad, you know, there's a need that Mm -hmm. they have. They're little human beings um, looking for care from us but we have our own personal agenda. And if we continually like push them towards that, we're not getting the best version of ourselves, nor are we getting the best version of, of them either. That's yeah. so good. Um, so continue to share this story with us. Cause I'm so intrigued. Um, you know, you came out of that hospital, uh, came out of anxiety after four or five months, walk us through the next steps. Yeah. Mark. So once I was able to come out of that anxiety, and like I said, it was like I moved from living in fear to faith. Um, it like, it made the vision so much clearer, And I was, I was able to start to seek different things. And um, one thing that um, God imparted in me is like, I constantly, and making parallels with God, our father, and then us as parents or me as a mom. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly looking for, you know, in what ways are we representing, am I representing Christ as a mother compared to like him as our father? So, um, yeah, so the the one the first thing that I noticed was obviously love. Um, God is love. And with having children, I remember like when I had my son, I, it, I loved him so much that it hurt. And I think only, I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense, but it, yeah. it, it hurts how much I love him. And it just reminded me, I said, God, I can't, and I know God's love is far more perfect than what mine is. So I can't even imagine the amount of love that God has for us. Um, Mm -hmm. and then from there, I started to, I started to, um, make more of a connection with God as my father. So growing up in the church, um, like I said, my, I mean, I've been in church all my life. Um, you kind of become Mm -hmm. like, it becomes a routine. And, um, you know, I feel that for me, one thing I missed out on was recognizing God as my father. So now I'm enjoying this new journey on um, 
on feeling that, on experiencing that and going to God and, and living in a life of knowing that I have a father who, who is greater than all things and everything. And he knows everything and he wants to provide all of my needs. It, that has been an amazing transition for me. Um, and then another thing that God, uh, he, you know, brought to my attention is that, um, the fact that we're made in his image. So Mm. I made that connection. Um, I remember my, um, husband, well, we go back and forth all the time about who the kids look like. And we tease each other like, Oh, this person (laughs) looks like me. And that person looks like you. And one day I was thinking about it. I was like, we take so much pride and joy in who our kids look like. And I was like, it really doesn't matter. And then I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and said, no, it does matter. He said, I made you in my image and in my likeness, and it's for mm-hmm. a reason. So once I, I started to think about that, I was like, wow, that's amazing. And um, yeah. so even in that, we that is another thing that we can peel back the layers on. Um, because I feel that God, he wants us to act like him, look like him, be like him. So that when people, when we go out into public, people can know, oh, that's a Christian. So I know that for some of our kids, when they grow up and they get older and when they're going out and about, people are going to say, hey, are you Mari's daughter? Are you Sean's son? Because it's that much resemblance. And I'm, and I just love that God reminded me, like, that's how much I want you to resemble me. Um, and I don't know. I can go on and on about different parallels, but yeah, those are a couple of them. I love it. You know what I feel like is like you gave me glasses yes. To, yes. to fully see things the way that they are meant to be seen. Um, and I am just so amazed of a young lady as yourself that has three, two, and one and so much wisdom to impart. Um, and it, it is just a testimony to the Holy Spirit and how you really are so attuned, like your awareness of the Holy Spirit and of what Jesus is trying to do um, with all mm-hmm. of us and, and sharing this. So I, I feel like, wow, again, I know I've teased, but <laughs> where <were you? laughs> it, because it's, it's so good. It's like, number one, we need to be self-reflective, mm-hmm. right? Number two, we need to be aware. Um, Number three, I I love how you were just saying we go back and forth because I've done that too. Uh, We just actually did this, um, my my family at the beach a couple weeks ago, um, because there's some of us that tan well some of us like me I tan right I'm I'm completely tan all the time but there's some of my children who tan like me like we stick our hands out the window when we're in the car and they're instantly tan and then there's some who get burned and so we always say oh well you have mom's like ability to tan and dad you know they, the other ones have dad's inability <laughs> to tan so it's kind of like, I think what you were just saying, like kind of prideful, like it's me, yeah. me, me, but no, no, we're made in the image of God. So I, I love that. I love how you brought that to the surface. Uh, so good. Um, is, is there a, a book, like if I was a new mom right now, I, I mean, cause Maury, I remember when I lived out in Virginia, I had my firstborn Sarah and I felt all alone, um, and this is before internet, you know, actually we had AOL and there was 
horrible like dial up like you know like now we have google crow or google and safari so that's probably before your time about aol <laughs> but <laughs> it, it was awful but anyways i was alone you know in a sense like had my firstborn loved her to pieces like you just said like it hurt mm-hmm. right what would you say to that new mom who feels all alone where would she start where would she go because the resources available now are so much more than they were back in like 1999 97 oops <laughs> that i had my first board um 1997 <laughs> sorry sarah um what would you say um now to those to those yeah moms? um I think the first thing I would say, which is the cliche Christian answer, I feel like, but always the right mm-hmm. answer is to go to God. Um, he, he's there, he, he's there. And then he sent his Holy Spirit to be here as well presently to help us. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, um, you know, the Bible talks about um, not grieving the Holy Spirit. And I think one of the ways that we do grieve the Holy Spirit is by not acknowledging that he's there. So um, almost as if, again, going back to a parallel, if my child had a significant need and I'm sitting right there next to them, and if they were making wrong decisions, turning to the wrong people, um, not doing anything at all, and not just saying, hey, mom, I need you to help me, that would mm-hmm. break my heart for and, pro- and make me frustrated as well. And I think oftentimes that's, you know, God wants us to make sure we we access him that way consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my first answer. Um, secondly, I mean, there's literally an innumerable amount of resources um these days for people so you're 100 correct um mm-hmm. from online platforms so i'm a part of um i am a part of a couple like facebook um mom groups um mm-hmm. i also i'm a therapist i'm a child and family therapist so that's a another resource for people to get some guidance um there are plenty of different organizations, um, clubs, groups. I mean, you name it, it's, it's out there. Um, and also, you know, if you, you have a church home, go to some of your leaders and ask them, um, they can probably point you in the right direction. Um, you know, life groups are very popular. Um, so I'm sure that there's some life groups that you can join that will help you. Um, I know for myself and my husband, we're a part of, um, life a life group where it's a number of us who we have children so we're constantly able to be there for each other and offer support and when we need prayer or anything um we're able to provide that to each other um so so yeah those are those are a few um answers that I can give to that question yeah I love it it's it's just all about community but first and foremost, let's go back to the first one it is like you said, look like, go to your heavenly father um and and really just open up your Bible because his words never change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um his comfort never changes no matter what situation that you're in um I love that you highlighted life groups um getting involved, finding your local church, and now with you know, COVID, I mean, everything's online. So that ability just to 
find uh, groups is just, you know, endless. Uh, one of the things that you did highlight is that you are a child and family therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to uh, highlight how can someone find find you and find more information about you, like uh, social media, um, anything that you're offering, things like yeah, that. Yes. So um, I am on social media. Um, Facebook, you can probably find my name under Mari Tate. And then Instagram, um, it's at Mari.Tate. Um, so you can find me there. I work at a practice in South Hills um, as a child and family therapist. Um, Again, I do see adults as well. Um, And then also I'm excited um, because I'm starting my own business. Um, It's just in, it's in the beginning phases, but it's called Bridging. Yeah, it's called Bridging the Gap Services. Um, So it's a faith-based organization and its mission is to help people overcome the barriers to get them from where they are to where they want to be, um, simply put. So, um, yeah, my first venture in doing that is my Thriving in Motherhood course. Um, So that will begin soon. And in this course, I help mothers gain the tools of successful parenting in six weeks so they can significantly reduce that stress of parenting. Um, They can meet their child's needs and become the best version of themselves while empowering their children for success. So I'm really excited for that. I think that's going to be a powerful movement. Yeah, I I think that is exciting and it's very needed today. So if they wanted to sign up for that, um, you you only have a few spots open. Uh, they what's the best way just to um, find you on Instagram or Facebook? Yes, yeah, so I would say find me on Instagram. Again, that's Mari.tate. Find me on Facebook, Mari Tate. Um, and my email, it's Mari, M-A-U-R-I-M, as in Mary Tate at gmail.com. So you can send me an email as well. That's amazing. So I'm not going to end this because I have uh, two questions yes. for you. Um, I love that you are starting this venture. Um, so I want to kind of highlight this right right now. What propelled you? I, I know we, you shared 2016 and all that. Was that something that slowly just started to open up your heart to the possibility of, I need to um, start my own business? Mm-hmm. Is that how it all started in 2016? Or did something else, uh, you know, what, what, what just propelled you to, to start this for 2020? So um, I feel um, now put, feel put on the spot a little bit, but I think this is good. It's just keeping me accountable. <laughs> okay. So I've been, um, you know, just allowing some like little lack of confidence um, in not doing what God, I know God has called me to do. So um, I would mm-hmm. say that, yes, for years now, God has impressed um, things on my heart that he wants me to do, mm-hmm. ideas and ways that he wants me to serve um, women, serve his people. Um, so I finally got to a place where I was like, Mari, you need to do. Um, and actually going back to um, my life group people, there that was a huge part in that. Like I had a in this season, I had a ton of um, support and push from them to basically start walking in my calling. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to be doing that. Um, 
And um, yeah, I, I'm ready. I, I don't know where this all will lead to, but that's a part of the journey of walking by faith is that you don't see it, but you just know that you have um, God guiding you to do Amen. what you need to do. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, and, you know, didn't mean to put you on the spot. But no, did. this is exactly. <laughs> it's good. I need to feel uncomfortable. This is what's going to keep pushing me. <laughs> yeah. Well, because here's two things. I, I love what you said was that you were surrounded by your life group who um, really pushed you. You know, they it, when we're surrounded by people who know our heart, know our spirit, and when we don't believe in ourselves, mm-hmm they're there to carry us, you know, they're there to be our cheerleaders, um, and not allow us to just be spectators in Mm -hmm. life. Um, I, I agree 100%. I've watched you from afar, uh, not creeping. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) I just love your, uh, soft and gentle spirit, you know, in a society today where everything's like, hurry up, uh, fast, Mm -hmm. you know, it gets frustrating as, moms, as dads, as husbands, as wives, you know, that things aren't happening as fast as we Mm -hmm. want them to. And when we rush whatever process that we're in, whether we are trying to grow a little one, grow ourselves or whatever, we miss out on a Mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. And so your spirit kind of just has this when I am around you, or I see you just kind of like, I'm good. I'm, I'm taking it step by step. Um, you know, I'm not saying that you're never like rushing because I think all of us has that. But most importantly, I just feel like you're you're just you're cool with just saying, OK, Holy Spirit, I'm just going to take my time and, and go with what you're saying and mm-hmm. doing. So I love it that you're surrounded by people um, that has encouraged you to step out into your calling. I thought also that you sharing this there might be someone listening who is doubting themselves mm-hmm. and and maybe they don't have a life group. Maybe they don't have a support system and hearing you do it afraid is going to propel them to be like, okay, well, God's been speaking to me. Now I'm going to stop being like Jonah. Yeah. Right. And I'm just going to step into the calling. Exactly. So kudos for you. So proud Thank of you. you. So excited because there are women that need to be equipped um, and just feel like they're not alone. They're not crazy. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, do you feel, Maury, that you have shared everything that the Holy Spirit um, has shared with you today that he wants you to share? Or is there something that's just prompting in your heart that you want to, you know, speak to right now? Uh, yeah. So I think one thing that's prompting is um, my my favorite scripture, which is Joshua 1.9. Um, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged for God will be with you wherever you go. And I think everything you just said leading up to right now basically is living out that, that scripture. And, um, one of my favorite words in that scripture is the word command because it's like, we don't have a choice. (laughs) So Yeah, it's like God is telling us, no, this is what I'm telling you to do. Almost like uh, when, you know, if our kid were to maybe do something that's dangerous, like running out into the street or touching something hot, you get their attention and you make a command. So I think that's what God was trying to do in this page is he's trying to get our attention and saying it's imperative 
it's for your spiritual well-being and your spiritual life and health for you to be strong and to be courageous and don't walk in fear and don't be discouraged and know that I'm here with you. So yeah, I think that's the last thing I want to leave. Mm. That's so good. And I just, I love that you shared that scripture um, because that was in my spirit, but I didn't want to (laughs) say it because it it is, it was just um, commanding us to be strong and courageous. So I love that you shared that. One of the things that I want to share with you, Maury, is you know, as you speak to these women um, in the webinars and, and things like that in the future, not only are you helping them release a lot of things that they might be holding on to from their past, but you are helping raise up the next generation. Mm-hmm. And and that is so powerful because it's a legacy. You know, you're, you're breaking down barriers um, within women themselves Um, so that they can lead their families, lead their children in the way that Christ wants them to, to see their children in the image of God, to go as warriors um, and and not to spill on some of the things, the hurts and the pains that we've had as children. So that is just so good. I'm so proud of you. And, um, And I know I don't know you that well, but as a woman, kudos to you for stepping up to the plate and being called to do to do something that God has commanded you to do and you're doing it afraid and that's that's the only way to do it thank (laughs) you yes thank you I I'm honored to be here I'm thankful to you for allowing me to share my story and to encourage whomever um is out there that needs to hear any of this so um yeah I appreciate you awesome So thank you for joining Daring to Believe. I'm your host, Anna Aiken.